0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofa Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Um, won't you just ask the person next to you, if you have to choose for the rest of your life, for a Christmas dinner or a Christmas lunch between Braifleis or Kwikos, what would you choose? But you will have to settle for that for the rest of your life. What will it be? Ask the person next to you, what will you choose? The vegans are very offended with me. There's one here in front. (laughs) (laughs) Who says praiflase for the rest of my life? Who says kwekos? Wow, it's actually kwekos, believe it or not. Oh, we are backsliding as South Africans, people. You can also eat vlees with cocos, that's what's important. <laughs> you can't <laughs> I've got a believer in the house. <laughs> awesome. Father, we want to thank you for this precious opportunity to be together. It is so important for each one of us to have a personal faith behind that closed door at home. But it is also commanded that we do have a public faith where we come together like we are doing now. Thank you, Lord, for thriving personal relationships with you that are also being shared this morning as we worship together and hear the word together and encourage one another. Lord, Speak to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look, it's been an incredible year and a half, two years. Um, If if a few years back someone uh, stood up and said, listen, the world's going to be locked down, you're going to be locked up in your home, and if you want to go for a jog, you need to go around your house for five kilometers and stuff like that, you would have laughed. And yet, here we are, and we've been It's like the Formula One wheel, sta- wheel changing station of mics. <laughs> um. You know, when Andres loses his mic, he can keep on preaching because his voice goes here, mine falls on the floor and then crawls like that, so I need this mic. By the way, Andres is in Namibia preaching at this moment at Shofar Swakop. I was there three weeks ago, it happened like that incidentally, and then tonight he's preaching at Shofar Walfes Bay, so let's keep him also in our prayers. Here we are after uh, strange years, and uh, strange two years almost, and uh, At some time at March this year, we made a decision as staff that we're going to be on the attack um, when it comes to the faith. So if the government says we can have 100 people in church, then we're going to have services and we're going to repeat the service three times. If the government says 50, we're going to stack our chairs and we're going to run those services. We're going to be on the attack. We're not going to close. We're not going to settle down because we could see almost like the, the, the temptation at this time to remove our faith, uh, the public side of it. Uh, I have people coming to me and say, I now have a pastor in America. He's my pastor, he's my shepherd. Um, and, and I understand what they're saying, They've, they're being touched, being influenced, we have broken into a place where we have access to people across the world. There definitely has been an attack on meeting in the flesh, you know, having our hands hand food to one another, handing a glass of water or a cup of coffee or putting our hands on a person. It's been under attack. And so we've also gone on the attack as a church. We said, okay, so we'll meet no matter what. Uh, if, it's, if it's 50, we'll meet. If it's 100, we'll meet. We'll make a plan. <clears throat> and then the last two months, we... We went uh, on, a, on a little bit of a sermon series where we spoke about the unity of the faith. And so we're on the attack. We're saying, these things are important. We're not going to budge on this. We spoke about who is God, who is man, what is sin, what is baptism, who is the Holy Spirit. And, and today, um, as we are entering into the holiday, I, I am sorry, but we are still on the attack. <laughs> I am um, really challenged by the Lord to, to give us a message from a dinner table when Jesus sat with his disciples, and, and, and this occasion asks us very direct questions. It is like being on the attack in the sense of taking the most difficult questions and asking it to your heart or presenting it to your heart. It is the most uncomfortable questions that might be the most important questions in your life that beckons an answer. All right? Don't shy away from the most difficult questions. Engage them, because behind them lies the essence of your life. And so, this morning, I'm going to ask a few of those, and I want us to examine our hearts. Is that okay? Can we be on the attack this morning? Can we go for it? Yes. I've got at least three people that says go, and the Bible says with two or more agree, we can go for it, so... (laughs) So we're going to read together out of John um, 13. We're going to enter a dinner table that Jesus shared with his disciples. I'm going to read about uh, 13, 14 verses. So sit back, uh, follow on the screen, take a breath. Let's enjoy the word as it's um, being presented to us. Now before the feast of the Passover, we're talking about a holiday time, when Jesus, Jesus knew that His hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray Him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hands, and that he had come from God and that he was going back to God, rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Famous last words. (laughs) Because one minute after that, he did wash his feet. We love Peter. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, You have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Go all the way, Jesus. Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. It's a tense, it's dinner, (laughs) it's starting to get a bit tense, like some of your Christmas dinners at times, you know. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. I'm just moving on a little bit in the chapter. And after saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And Jesus answered, "It is." uh, that's after after John uh, put his head on Jesus' chest and asked him, "Who, who will this be? And Jesus answers, he says, It is he whom I give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered him. And Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do it quickly. Now, <laughs> it is on... Um, It is on verses like verse 27 when a fluffy, fluffy uh, theology that rests on us starts to be tested to the bone. You know, here this man is. He's not in the presence of good Christians. He's in the presence of God himself. And Satan enters him. Bah! just there, in the room. Wow. Wow. Now there's a message to us this morning, uh, three messages. Or they come, the message comes through three pipes to us. The one pipe is Judas, the one pipe is Peter, and the other pipe is Jesus. All of them have something for us this morning, and um, that I want us to take to heart in this time when we are sitting around than the tables where life really happens. I want scripture to read us, to ask us these questions because behind them lies life, eternal life. Are you strapped on? Are you ready? Message from Judas. Judas had a price at which he would sell his faith or Jesus. He had a price. It was 30 pieces of silver. It's, it's speculated, but it's around about 14,000 Rand. Okay. It was his price. What is yours? What is yours? Is your faith in the market? Is there, is there a, a thing? That you are willing, if, if you if you get that, you'll you'll turn away. Now, that is a very uncomfortable question, but if it is unasked, it is a sin. Because the answer should should be I'm all in. Are you with me this morning? Now let's talk, let's not talk about falling away in that sense like Judas. and hanging, committing suicide, let's talk about um, what would it take, this is a direct one, what would the devil have to present to you? Remember, he presented to Jesus, he gave him options, do you remember? If you do this, I will give you this, if you do this, I will give you that, okay? So he comes and he makes offers on your life for your faith. And if he cannot destroy you altogether, he will try and offer you options to be what? Lukewarm. What will it cost (laughs) to make you settle? What will it cost to get you off the field, playing in your jersey, and get you on the stands? You know, like match fixing? Some players, they have a price. If you give it to them, they will throw the game. There will be an incentive. Now, the currencies in this world, my, they are different. There's many things in which the, the enemy, through temptation, will tempt you to step down out of your calling. Okay? Some of these things are independence. I want to do things alone. I want to do it my own way. You'll never join the team. Okay? There's no such thing as a, as a solo Christian. We are a body. So, so, so for you, your independence, that's the, if you can get that, you'll, you'll be out. Um, for some people, it's, it's, it's offense. It's other humans. It's getting, I'll rather get away from people. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even be lukewarm, but don't tell me I must work with other sinners. That's a price. For some people, it's sex, it's comfort, it's prestige. We have witnessed many people, it seems like following the Lord until an unbelieving possible spouse comes along. I'm out. That was the price. What about you? What about me? What will it cost? What will it take to get you to be lukewarm? For Judas, 14,000 rand. I'm out. It is a message from an ancient dinner table presented to us, and the answer is very important. Why is this important for us? Because we have hearts that, that are susceptible to temptation. We, we have hearts that want to move, and so we constantly have to ask this question, actually, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Are you with me this morning? Okay. Maybe just a few more things from Judas to help us with this. You know, some, I've heard a good joke about this. People say, um, there's this question, are you Jesus or Judas? The, question, the answer is, we are never Jesus, okay? We are a lot more like Judas. We are susceptible to be tricked. So it's healthier to say, Lord, I am I, just like Judas, help me, than to say, I'm not like him. Okay, Be humble. Come in low. Say, Lord, help me. That when I am offered 30 pieces of silver, I will say, no, thank you. Because I know my weaknesses. You must help me, Lord. That is a good posture. What can we learn from this man who went to Jesus University? And guess who presented all the lectures? Jesus himself. What we learn from this man is that biblical teaching is one thing. But the truth of a Bible or God's word settling into you is another. And it is possible to be under biblical teaching in the university of Jesus Christ where he presents all the classes and it does not go in. That's a hard one for us to ask here. Here we are under teaching. Even I, I'm under the word here. I'm just, it's just flowing here. I'm not better than you. Is it transforming my heart? Because for Judas, it did not. We'll get to Peter in a, in a while. Question here, is it possible? This is very hard. It's hard for me to ask you this, but I, I, I feel the Lord say I must. It is possible to fake faith I'm not saying that's what I or what you're doing, all I'm saying is it is possible these guys did not know who it was They're like who he is someone? they've been together three years they did not know they did not know he was there eating, listening sharing, his feet was being washed, now his price was 14,000 pieces Jesus tells a story. It's extremely confronting. He says uh, there's a field, and the man, he plants wheat, and then there's these tares that comes up, the onkret. And he said in the parable, he says, in the words of Jesus in the story, he says, an enemy has done this. An enemy has come onto the field and sown tares onkret among the wheat. Now, what Jesus is saying is... Being here, being here, or if you are visiting us, being in a church, that's, that's a fact of location. All right. But the transformation of a heart must still happen. Okay. And, and, and then the, in the story, the, the servant asked the master, should I go and collect the tear? Should I go and get the onkret? And Jesus said, no, leave them. At the end, at the end, we will go and we will connect the tears. What that means for church is that there will always be wheat and tares in the church of Jesus Christ, which is another sermon all on its own. That's why you must be patient with people in church because some of them are being transformed on the journey. Church is not a perfect place. It's not a spa, okay? We must get that out of our minds, Jesus says the tares will be in the church, in the kingdom, until the end. What I must do today is I must transform my heart to say, Lord, where am I? Am I transformed? Am I yours? And let him into my heart and then go out and love whoever comes through the door. Because it's going to be a mixed army. Are you with me this morning? I know I'm going for it. I don't, know, I don't know another way. With Judas, last thing on Judas, is the most important day of your life the day, the, the earlier days or the latter days? Every day is important, but your last day is the most important day of your life because that's the day you finish the race this man finished his race by betraying the Son of Man to hang himself on a rope. Some of us, we look back to the glory days. You know, the day, those wonderful days when when I gave my heart to the Lord. You you need to make the present day the glory day. You need to to make the now time a time where your faith is, is, is burning in love for him. Because it is your last day that is more important than the first day. Is there a price on our faith? My prayer is no. That there will be no price. It's a message from Judas. And it's hard to hear. But it is maybe the most gracious, most generous question that you can ask yourself. Because it really helps you. You know what the world tells you today when you mess up? They say, it's perfect like that. You, you, you just own it because you're so wonderful. That does not help you for eternity. What helps you for eternity is to ask these questions and go to the Son. We're going to get some great answers here. A message from Peter. Let's read together. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, what I am doing now, Peter, you do not understand, but afterward you will. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. The first message from Peter, and it's something we must consider, is this idea, and uh, we can put that on, is that Peter is okay with Jesus as God as long as Peter can dictate the terms. You are God, you are life, breaking through. You are everything, but you can't touch this area of my life. This area here. You'll never wash my feet. I understand that you are generally God. I understand, I believe you died on the cross, but when it comes specifically to me in this area, I don't work like that, Jesus. I'm not that kind of Christian, so... um, This part of faith, I am just going to excuse myself here while you do that with the other people. What is he doing? He's dictating terms to God. All right? And Jesus is very straight with him. He says, if I do not wash you, you cannot be clean. And if you are not washed by me, you have no part of me. What Jesus is saying, I am God. And as I lead, I require you follow, all right? It's very important. But there's one thing about Peter that's great, um, and in my study on this passage, this really, really touched me. Uh, just follow me here. It says, the principle is uh, this, Peter, Peter is overt, but Judas is covert. To be overt means to be open, to have your heart in your sleeve, to 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 sometimes speak without thinking. What are you? I mean, you are an open book. Sometimes it's funny, and sometimes you say the wrong things. You you know because you don't have storage space in the think part of your being. You as you think, you say. All right, but but at least Peter is. Everyone knows what Peter is thinking. But who knows what Judas is thinking? You see, Judas is sneaky. Judas is busy behind the table. No one knew. Jesus, who is the one? Which is more dangerous? Judas. I'm hiding my heart. I'm protecting my heart. I. I, I do not want to share with people, I'm covering, I'm covering, I'm putting layer upon layer upon layer, it's so much more dangerous than dealing with the pain of just saying, guys, I hurt you. Because see what happens to this man, he's so wrong, um, <laughs> he's so wrong, but then he gets it so right the second, third, fourth time, Peter. Because then he says, Jesus, after understanding, wash, wash me fully, you know. Um, second thing we hear from Peter is, let me can my, I'll move my computer here, yes. A moment. If you are raw and honest, you will find God's will for you. Maybe on the second or third try. What we learn from Peter is that that is okay. That is okay. God is not into spiritual perfectionism. Uh, p- perfectionism. He doesn't, it's, it's not a virtue. He celebrates. He's into rawness. He's into realness. This man loves me with a wild love, but he loves me. He loves me. If you are open and willing, eventually you will get it. It's a message from the dinner table. The one man was, was covered, he was hidden. It did not end well. The other man was wrong and open, and he got it. He got it. What is he saying to you today? Open. Open your heart towards him and towards others. And then there's another person oh, Jesus. The one who does not get it right on the third or fourth time. He gets it right the first time. He rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel. He tied it around his waist and he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus is still serving us today as an invitation to love him with all your heart. He's still doing it. Was, was the feet of Judas washed? Yes. He was there. He saw it. And Jesus is still moving as he moved on that dinner table through the, the pews of church serving, inviting, coming down low, saying, come on, come on, I will do it for you. I will, I will, I will cleanse you. But come in, come all in. He does it at the places where you work. You don't even know it. For some of you, you are Jesus bending down, washing feet where you work. I don't work there. Sometimes I miss working out there. I used to work in a medical practice. So a lot of people had the opportunity to meet unbelievers people that's looking for God at the door you are there he's still doing this today through his spirit and through his spirit through you inviting people there is there's there's just something around this that's that's that I want to say i want to move on <laughs> to the to the more to the easier part but just allow me to go back one once more sometimes there's a temptation in my heart and in the hearts of men to, to, um, to take the blessings and the serving nature of Jesus on my life as an excuse not to obey him. Okay, just follow me here. You know, I really sense God's love. I really sense his kindness. I really sense God's presence through the community. His favor, obviously my life is exactly as it should be. Those things you and I are experiencing is an invitation to go deeper. Are you with me? It is an invitation to come in, not a confirmation to stay out. So Stir up your gift, your calling, as you see his goodness on you. Let it be a reminder for you um, that it's not time to step off the field, but an encouragement to stay on the field. Amen? I I wish your money was here, because he's always saying amen. Thank you. And Jesus is still cleaning hearts of sin today. We can go to that last slide. It's a message from the dinner table. What that means is you're not only forgiven. It's not only that you, you know, you, you're coming, you, you're making heaven. And, and What it means is in your life, he comes and he cleans you up. And you look beautiful. You know, it's it's extremely. Um, there's a lot of sermons in John 13, but what Jesus did that day, it's it's extremely telling. At that, at those times, you will not go to a university. You'd go to a mentor. You'd you'd find someone. We find this in the ancient philosophers. They would have students that would follow them. They would come and live with them, and those students would serve their. Their mentors, their masters. You almost like have that idea of the disciples coming after Jesus. But there's one thing that those servants were never uh, expected to do, and that was to clean the feet of their mentor, because that was reserved for the lowest paid slave. Why? Because these people walked on roads, and on these roads there were animals, and the animals would make dung on the roads. And so getting to a home after a journey of a few kilometers, what you'd have on your feet is animal excrement, okay? And, and so what Jesus was doing, it was just unthinkable, and, and that's why you understand why Peter says no. But but he went there, and what he's saying today, and I'm gonna say it up, up straight, is like where you are right now, where you've been, Whether it's sexual sin, drugs, hurting others, those are dirty things on the heart. He's still cleaning hearts of sin. That's what he's saying. Don't be reserved in your faith because you are dirty. Sit, he's coming to scrub because he is representing your heart to himself and when he is busy with you he makes you clean no one goes out no one goes out in this world on a mission when they believe they are dirty you cannot do it you don't have a confidence to get out there because you some somewhere there's there's a hesitation in you whether whether he's with you i'm telling you now when you sit down he will clean you and you can go get out on the field. I'm finishing off for us with this last verse. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity. There's that dirt on me. And in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. We saw that from Peter at least. You teach me the wisdom and the secret heart. perch me with his ship and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. is here. He's still serving. Still cleaning. What is the price of your faith? Do you dictate to him or can he come and mold you? Sit down. Let him take your feet. Let him do it. If he, if he does not wash you, you have no part of him. Let him wash you. He will make you clean. Amen. Let's let's uh, respond in our hearts. Let's not be too too quick to rush out of this place today, because he is busy with us. Maybe for a moment, as you are sitting there, just think of just think of your heart. Okay, just think of your heart as being as being your feet. I know maybe that's a little bit weird but let's let's just do it for a moment and i want to ask you are you allowing him to put those everlasting hands on your feet or or is it out of bounds are you allowing him to to get in there between your toes after the road of life where the where the um, dirt has built up to get in there. He wants to, because He wants you to have part in Him for eternity. He wants you to finish like Peter, not to finish like Judas. Let it be a moment in our lives where we make that commitment. I will run, Lord. I have no price. I will run until the end. Remember the glory days. Remember the days you got saved. But consider the present days where you are living right now. Yeah, Lord, as you love your people, in a way, I want to just get out of the way as the minister this morning and just allow you, just, just minister to your own, Lord, to your people. Connect with them. Wash them so that they can have a part in you. Make them clean. Lord, I, I repent that I myself, and maybe I, I prayed on behalf of many of us, sometimes we are, we are too proud to allow Jesus to serve us. We say, you, you will not wash my feet. We repent of that. Serve us, Lord, in that way that is necessary where you put your fingers between our toes, the toes of our heart, where the dirt has gathered for so many years and wash us. Now I want to ask you where you are sitting. If there's any sin that's coming to mind, part of this cleansing process is that you put it before him like you put a foot before someone. Say, Lord, I want you to forgive me for what I have done here and here. Whisper it out where you are sitting. We're doing ministry where you are. Okay. Say, Lord, forgive me For that time when I got so stubborn and that relationship crumbled, will you forgive me, wash me, and make me clean? He wants to do it. Maybe this morning you have to say, Lord, I have something here in my hand that I have to give you. It's all the keys of the back doors that I have opened. Here they are. I'm done with those. Because it makes me slightly susceptible in the same way that Judas was. There's no back doors anymore. Those are now closed walls. There's one way. That's for it. Lord, and then I just want to pray lastly for people that that experiences a, a, a kind of a dirt or a filth because how others have sinned on them for many years and treated them and, and verbally uh, called them stuff and, and, and repeated themselves and sometimes the sins of others it breaks over us in a way that it that, that, knock, that we break and, and, and if that is you what, what I want to challenge you to do this morning is to forgive because that's the way He can clean you this morning. Forgive those those people or that person, that father, that mother, that child, that husband, that wife. Get the words out. Don't worry now if you will be able to do it. Just say, Lord, give me the strength right now. I forgive that person and feel him just cleaning you, cleansing you, whiter than snow. This is a part of a, of a sermon where, where, where we go from corporate to individual. You have to engage here. You have to whisper. You have to, you have to pray. And then the last group I want to pray with is those which might not necessarily be, um, a, you don't feel your heart is full of sin or filth, but it is a discouraged heart. It is a a hard, hard, because of being let down. Maybe you've been praying for others for so long. Uh, People people have let you down, or maybe you feel you've let others down. Bring that before the Lord this morning, and say, Lord, I I feel discouraged. I feel let down. I feel broken because of this, but I I just bring my, my heart to you. Also in that way, because maybe you do not need to be cleansed by God, but you need to be served by Him. You need to be loved by Him right now. You need to feel His hands on you, to remember that He's with you and that He loves you and that, and that He will come with His hands and do what He knows is best in His time and to find peace there. I'm sorry I'm lingering on this but if it it helps someone Judas walked away and Jesus was the one ministering to him now someone walked away from you or from the faith and there's a place for repenting but Judas walked away from Jesus so some of you need to become free from others that that have walked away Okay, and and putting that on yourself is destructive to you and others around you. You have to find peace in that now. And and if you are here, uh, we, we'll be in front. Of a few leaders and myself, we would want to maybe just pray you through that, and love you in that way. Lord, as we conclude this this meeting this morning. Um, I really come with faith, Lord, that you will continue to cook in our hearts um, because it almost feels like you are starting uh, something here in, in hearts that by making the service longer and longer, it's not, uh, we're not going to reach the end of a process. God with us, we pray to you, Holy Spirit, to settle on hearts and to help people as they engage with you um, going out from this place. This December holidays. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Listen, we're going to be a few people here in front. I know some people have, have just worked through a few things. If you want someone to just pray with you and, and, and quickly just help you uh, with something that's on your heart, if I can ask your name, let to stay. Maybe I'm Johnny and Tani. And, and if you are a small group, people, just come and hang in front and just help us connect um, and Hendrik will just um, tell us what's going on around here. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.